today. I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, he's not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles, Juan Posada, the producer of this evening. And many evenings. <laughs> Normally when he's not here, it's it, it's kind of a wreck. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're glad he's here. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Uh... This is going to be an exciting episode because, for many reasons, one, somebody sent us a drink. We have one I've never heard of. I'm really excited about, actually. I am as well. Chase Mascaro. 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 Sorry, Chase. Sounds like a... uh, Mispronouncing it. Sounds like a particular grape of wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mascaro. Yeah. Mascaro. So, Mascaro in Spanish is more expensive. Ooh, what a sweet case. More expensive Mascaro. Mascaro means more expensive. Uh, He sent us a a whiskey for us to try. I want to also compliment, so he sent us also a letter, uh, but he he gave a shout out to the owner of the distillery, Aaron uh, Chepnik. Chepnik? Which is H, it's a, we're going to be smoking, we're going to be smoking, (laughs) we're going to be drinking Smoke Wagon. Yes. Is the name of the whiskey. It's a small batch bourbon, H&C Distilling from Nevada. Nevada agency distilling. But Aaron, he said uh, the owner is very is a very generous man. He donates a lot of rare bottles for fundraisers regularly, and so he likes to support Aaron and uh, the distillery. So shout out to Aaron as well yeah, for your right gener- generosity. Right on, man. And uh and also for Chase for for sending this to us. First of all, I just got to say I love the bottle. I'm a big fan as people know. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bring it. There we go. Uh presentation when it comes to whiskey bottle it's a nice bottle it's one of my favorites it's just one of my favorites it just looks looks classy and i really like it what crossed pistols here uh in this wax seal on the front Mm -hmm. like you know old it's like embedded into the bottle old-fashioned six shooters Mm -hmm. it's uh, got latin on it bibamus moriendum est which we looked up we both we all guessed at it because you know we're studying latin right we were pretty close. We knew that it was like, we drink, and then we said... Uh, Something about death? Yeah, like moriendum, like mortus, 
would right. be death. Mori, like yeah, like it was like, but that would be weird about like what it was like drinking to death or something. Uh, we looked it up, but it was um, let us drink for we must we we must die. We're all gonna die, so let's have a drink. Basically, I dig it. So let's try it. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Also, Smoke Wagon, like the scene from Tombstone, which is, I love Well, that. I, you know, it makes me wonder if they're overtly referencing Tombstone with like the, you oh, know, the cult. strong on the nose. You know, they look like the old-fashioned Colt 45 mm-hmm. pistols, you know, on the front. It's called Smoke Wagon. They've got, you know, in, in uh, Tombstone... Doc Holliday and the bad guy, they like speak Latin to each other several uh-huh. times and so Oh yeah, I think he actually says that in in the show. You know, it he might actually say Bibamos Morian Domest on Tombstone. So yeah. we should look that up. But it is one of those great westerns. However, I tried to watch it um a long time or not a long time ago, a few months ago. And I forgot about all the uh, Lord's Name in Vain that they take. Mm. And Gotta so, get yourself a VidAngel account, man. I guess so. Yeah. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers to you, Chase. Thank you so much. Yeah, you, you should officially toast Chase. Uh, Chase, may the Lord shower you with blessings. May he uh, give you a long life and... May you drink with the saints someday. The proverbial drinking. To your fecundity, Chase. (laughs) You just have to add that. Yeah, it's like awesome to do. (laughs) You have to do it. Yeah. So the nose is extremely strong. I mean, it is like, it is strong Mm. to me. He was right. He said he knew he would love it. And I do. It's a balanced oak nose with hints of fruit and dried apricots. Mm. So it's a... uh, uh, initial, the taste says initial sweet notes on the front of the tongue, well balanced mouth with uh, feel with spicy notes, including <laughs> white pepper in the middle and back of the tongue from the younger vintage and high rye mash bill. It's a good balance of sweet and oak flavors, including hints of caramel, fruit, and rye. Finishes smooth with no alcohol burn, even at 100 proof. Yeah, yeah, it's 100 proof. That is delicious. It's also a 2016, 17, and 19 San Francisco World Spirits Competition gold medal winner. So that's awesome. Thank yeah. you, Chase. Thank you, Chase. So um, I don't know if you can get this in Oklahoma. I haven't seen it. I have not seen it either. Have you? Uh, and I have perused the the you know the shelves mm. a lot. I feel like you have too. I think between the three of us here in this room, if it was sold in Oklahoma, wow, that is really nice. We would recognize that is it because really that's nice a bottle. it's a standout bottle. They come in a box. Uh, I I don't know. This, I did not re- I did not receive you it didn't in a box. Receive it in a box. Hmm. Yeah, that is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, definitely smoky. Uh, it's. Is it a young? Is it a younger whiskey? Is that what? It's a blend. It so it's a, it's rye and one of their older okay, ones. Okay, yeah. So the rye, I like how it's uh it's got a little bit of the rye. I don't know. This is just a great balanced. It's got flavor. It's all over. It's kind of got flavors, all over the place, which mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. People Big say fan. people would say it's complex. 
Yes. I agree. But I feel like that's what you say about something when you don't really know what to say about it. You know, as long if you don't follow it up with some answers, like yeah, it's complex because right. You know, there's the, a descriptive. Like, oh, that's smooth. Right. You know, well, yeah, of course, because it's a good whiskey and whiskey's supposed to be smooth. We are like four weeks away from the Catholic Mancho camp out. Totally psyched. Man, it is going to be so much fun. Again, we, we're still on a waiting list uh, if you want to come. So you can you can join the waiting list if you just Google Catholic Mancho camp out. You can, add, you can be added to the waiting list. Uh, if you are signed up and you, you won't be able to go, please let us know because yeah. there are other people... Please, yeah, please do. Um, so, if you want to go to the campout next year, because it's looking like you know this is about as big as we can make the campout. We've really, without losing some of the, well, and just logistically, like making making food for everybody mm-hmm. three times a day is just we, it's not going to get any bigger. So, like next year, uh, it's probably the same kind of situation. If you want to come, it's basically the between our patrons, it's just going to get filled up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just one great reason to join our Patreon. Uh, we also send you a, a, a we haven't said that in a long Glencairn time. Glass yeah, a these whiskey glasses gift. that we we're drinking out of right if now. You want one? Just join, become a patron. Dave, what's on the whiskey glasses? Well, we have our logo. It says the Catholic Man Show. It's got axes crossing each other with J- JMJ. How do they how do they put the logo on there? Oh, they're laser etched with lasers. Nice. Yeah. That's what I was going for totally. the whole time. With lasers, right. man. Yeah. When they do the laser etching, they use lasers. Yeah. Um, dishwasher safe are these glasses. So um, we always give our patrons. First of all, to come to the camp out, it's free if you're a patron. Uh, at a certain, you have mm-hmm. to like be a certain level. No, any patron level. Okay. All patrons get to come for free. Um, as a, just because it's awesome to be a Patreon member. Mm-hmm. So go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show. Sign up. You can there's a lot of information there. We've great community. We're getting our fantasy football league started. Yeah. If you're a patron, uh, I put a I put a poll out there. I'm waiting for more people to respond because we want to start a second fantasy football league that's gonna go next to the other one. You know, they're gonna compete side by side. But we've gotta have we have twenty teams in the first one. We have to have twenty teams in the other one. Otherwise, it it won't be apples to apples, you know. Okay. Because if you have ten people in one league, they get to pick a lot better from players the, from the all stars. Right. You know, you're gonna have more all. And so sure. it's just not fair to have those two Competing. leagues, yeah, go up against each other. So that makes sense. Go to the poll if you want to play fantasy football this year. Go to the Patreon page and respond to the poll, and then we'll, we'll get it going. It's gonna be awesome. Also doing a book club right now with. Uh, Yes. Father Gary Lagrange's uh, book, To Mystic Common Sense. It's really going well. I'm really enjoying it and grateful for the other guys who are going who, who are in it with us because just like anything else, whenever you're reading something that is complex, when you're reading something uh, that's pushing you intellectually, to be able to like dissect what's going on with other guys and like, yeah. what did you pull from this? Oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. And the nature of the way you're doing it, it's not like, oh, I missed it. Maybe I'll do the next one. You can start right now and just yeah. join in on the chapters that you're working through. Right now. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, when we get back, we're going to uh, get into the gear and then into the topic.
We'll be right back. This segment of The Catholic Man Show is brought to you by The Catholic Woodworker. Go to thecatholicwoodworker.com for heirloom quality home altars, crucifixes, and rosaries. It's also the only place where you can get the official rosary of The Catholic Man Show. Type in promo code TCMS for 10% off all purchases. TCMS for The Catholic Man Show. CatholicWoodworker.com. Welcome back. If you're wondering what you're listening to, this is The Catholic Man Show with Adam Minahan and David Niles. If you're new to listening to The Catholic Man Show, we do three things on every episode. We just have done one. We, we have opened, reviewed, and enjoyed a manly beverage. We're going to continue enjoying this delightfully manly beverage. It's Smoke Wagon by Nevada H&C Distilling Company. Uh, now we're going to be moving on to the man gear. We highlight manly things talk about what makes them awesome and we have a topic which we're going to be getting to in the next segment we may get into it this segment we we may who knows we don't know hey before we get into the did you uh get your van back no well yes the van is back but it's being towed back (laughs) to uh i saw i saw the the we still have the we still have my parents suburban yeah So I went to I rented a car on Friday because we told the story already. Right, I drove to go get the van in Wichita. Right, and brought it back. Seemed to be working just fine. Uh, But then, as I was into, I was about two miles away. All of a sudden, the coolant temperature light went on, went off, came on again. Mm. And so it's like, dang it! You know, I get home, open the hood, the uh, coolant reservoir was just completely empty. So, you know, it's like, how how much fluid, how much coolant is it missing? I right. don't know. Right. And coolant is expensive. It's like 30 bucks a gallon. There's it. There's six gallons in the radiator. You know, am I going to have to buy four? I, I don't know. So I wanted to call the insurance, but like, hey, before I just go buy, and is it if it's leaking, how many am I going to have to put in before a body shop here in Tulsa can see me? Like... Am I gonna get re- before I just drop you know 150 bucks on coolant? I want to know that you guys are gonna send me a check for it. Yeah, honestly, you know, <laughs> right, like yeah. I had this supposed to be fixed. It's not my problem, <laughs> right? You know, so I paid the deductible, right? Exactly. Um, and so they the like, no like oh you know what don't drive it. We're gonna tow it from your house, and it's like look it it's probably fine to drive, but you know the insurance company doesn't want to pay for a new engine, right? Uh, so, and also there, when I idle, there is a tremor, there's a tremor Mm. and, and also they didn't check the alignment. Like it's difficult when it's getting repaired in Wichita and I live in Tulsa, you know, it's just harder to communicate. And so that's, that's where we're at the van. We have the van, but it's, uh, not fixed yet. The saga continues. The saga continues. Okay. 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 So the man gear today. Is a staple gun. This is my staple gun, which you're looking at right here if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or if you're watching us. This is a an Arrow T50. Okay. Okay. This is... Blackhawk 5000. <laughs> this is probably the most popular staple gun ever sold. Okay. There's a lot of staple guns, a lot of good staple guns out there. This is the one I have. I really love it. Um... This is a manual staple gun. Personally, I think that there's just no reason to have a pneumatic staple gun unless you're a professional of some kind. 
Um, like, I don't know. Like, you know, uh, in construction, they use pneumatic staple guns. Um, or like in, uh, if you're like re-upholst- in upholstery, that kind of thing. Um, but for the most part, this manual staple gun is going to do everything that you need. Everything that you need it to do. This T50, um, I really like because it, it shoots a wide assortment of staples. Okay. Um, different sizes. Different widths and different lengths of staples. Um, and so it can handle, I think it's like five different uh, sizes of staple, um, which I do use. You know, um, like I try not to use a staple gun when I hang uh, Christmas lights. Okay, that was going to be what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, for a couple reasons. You know, like, like I don't like... Damages the house. I don't like putting holes. <laughs> a whole bunch of holes <laughs> every year, you know. But right. uh, And I've gotten it down to where I don't do as much as I used to with staple mm-hmm. gun. But inevitably... I was pretty liberal with the staples in the uh, beginning. Back in the beginning, yeah. yeah and then I realized... So the, so I may and have, obviously, when you're doing that, the the Christmas lights are not plugged in. Right. Okay. Yeah, this is good like, distinction. Okay. Sure. Don't do that. You cannot. You can use a staple gun to hang Christmas lights. You cannot do it if the if the Christmas lights are plugged in. Right. Okay. 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 All right. So I may have told this story a long time ago on this show, but it's worth repeating because it, it's just the awesomeness of my dad. Uh, when I think of staple guns, I. This is the story. This is, this is this the story. What comes to this mind. is what comes to mind. So okay. my dad's up there. He's he's uh, stapling all these. Uh, Christmas lights. My dad was a guy uh, growing up. He was one that that we are going to hang hit Christmas lights. It doesn't matter if it is sunny outside or it is thirty below zero. Right. If it is time to hang Christmas lights, we're hanging Christmas lights. Yeah. You know, it's like it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. Right. And so we're putting up we're, Christmas. We're putting lights. up Christmas lights. It doesn't matter if like snot is frozen on my face, you know, and I have to wear gloves. Sure. And like we're putting up Christmas. Lights. So we're up. We're up there. We're, we're we're putting up Christmas lights. I'm just probably I don't know, seventh grade, eighth grade, where I'm like really starting to help a lot, yeah. you know. And uh, he's up there at the very peak, becoming capable of things. Yeah. Right. He's up at the peak of the house right now, you know, putting up the Christmas lights. Yeah. And he's a, I hate, I hate doing that. I know it makes you, so he's like, Adam, uh, hold the, you know, my dad's a big man. He's a big, he's He's, a large man. He is a big man. Six, four, you know, he's a big man. He says, Adam, hold the Christmas light. Or I mean, sorry, hold the ladder. I'm going to climb up there. I'm going to get this, these Christmas lights up to the peak. And he's, you know, he's an engineer by trade. So he is very meticulous about making them straight and perfect and right angles and everything. So, so he's up there and he's doing it. And so I'm just kind of, you know, on the bottom, like, you know, when you're holding a ladder, if you're not thinking about like how important the job is, it's just kind of a menial task, right? right. Until you you're not holding the ladder, and then that's a bad that, that's not a good thing, right? What are so, you supposed to do when you hold the ladder? Just make sure it doesn't fly out. How are like, you supposed to do? Just that? hold it. Just hold it. So I'm holding it, and then for whatever reason, I thought, you know what? You know how I could hold it is if I step onto the first step, ground it down. Even though we're on cement, it's like this right. is a bad thought process. I'm not proud about this, you know, but. For whatever reason, I thought if I'm on the ladder, I'm holding like I'm putting more weight down, so I'm like keeping it from sliding. Right. I step on it; it instantly flies out. My dad is at the peak of our house, two-story yeah. house. So was it, he must have had it at a pretty good angle. Like, no, no, because it was a it's a it was a tall point, so he couldn't right. he couldn't have it at a. Yeah, I'm just it just seems like it wouldn't have 
slid if it was so it slid out my dad falls from the from the very top of the house straight down hits the concrete like straight up and i i go down flying with the with the ladder right because i'm still on the ladder too so i'm just you know i just go whoop, you know and i fall i fall down on the ladder too and i'm i'm thinking like man this is not good right my dad it's not, it's not my, my dad uh i, I may have like my, my dad has to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and it's my fault i had one one job i didn't do it and he's you know oh, you know kind of like grumbling a little bit you know re- some serious he, he some serious pain he just he just fell like 25 you feet go, you go jump on, off, on, go jump off the top of your roof onto see, concrete see how you feel about it right and i go dad are you okay he goes just give me a minute <laughs> you know it, you know don't just don't talk, talk to, me to me right now for a you minute. had one job and all of a sudden my mom hears the commotion and he, she comes around from the side of the house my dad hears my mom and he pops up like a jack in the box you know he pops up and just starts walking out i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and because he didn't want my mom to freak out be worried about it and i just like was standing there like i have i cannot believe that just happened yeah mom we're fine we're fine (laughs) yeah my dad just fell like 25 feet onto concrete and it took him just a couple minutes yeah. And he just walked it off. He, he had walk. massive bruises, dude, all oh, up bet. and down his body. It was it was ugly. Anyway, uh, if you ask your son to hold the ladder, you need to it is him very first. good. It is a very good idea to make sure he understands how, like, what he is supposed to be doing. I'm gonna have to look up what the rules are of holding ladders myself because it's it's a good it's a good thing to do. Yeah. So, Tim so, Min- Tim Minahan would advise that. Yeah. I can see why at this point. Our guardian angels, man. Yeah, dude. Wow. That was... Could have killed... I mean, could have killed him. Yeah, if he had a uh, better staple gun, he probably would have been done faster and never would have fallen. <laughs> I don't know what kind of staple gun he was using. I doubt it was the T-50. I bet it probably it was probably like a T-20 or probably something. Probably like a Stanley, yeah. you know. Stanley. Oh, Stanley. Yeah. You know, I think Stanley owns uh, like... Black & Decker. Well, they own Black and Decker. I think they own Dewalt. I th- I think they own Bostitch. I think they own like almost every tool company. Mm-hmm. They're all, they have bought them all. So anyway, uh, this is the Arrow. As I said, Arrow T fifty. It's the like if you go and Google best uh, staple guns, it's this is at the top of a lot of them. Um, there's also some other cool features out there. Some staple guns have a Oh, a screw, a thread at the top, uh, like right where the hinge is for the handle that you squeeze, that adjusts the depth. The yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of a cool feature. The only thing this one doesn't have, I wish it had, was a hook. I wish mm. it had like a hook, uh, like a loop, or a loop here at the back. Yeah, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but when you're walking around with it or if you have a tool belt, um, mm. you know, it'd be nice, easier to hang, sure. hang on there. Um there are some staple guns like this that will also shoot uh, brads, uh, which, you know, I've never needed that. Um, but that could be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because brad, that way you wouldn't have to get a brad nailer if you just need something for like a small project. Sure. Um, what, were you, what were you using it for? Oh, so just the other week, like last week, I was uh, re- I, I'm going to say rebuilding some of the bar stools. Um, we have these wooden, the padding had kind of fallen through. And so I took it all apart and put new webbing 
um, to support the padding. Oh, nice. And so then I just, you know, it's just stapled. It's just like a hundred staples mm-hmm. holding everything together after that point. Even the, even the webbing itself is held together by staples. So. Okay. Now they're actually way better than when they were brand new because I put uh, an w- a way better job yeah. than it came from the manufacturer. Yeah. So when we get back, we're going to talk about loss. Yeah. And how to deal with it, how to... Yeah, we can talk about some serious, uh, like, parts of fatherhood. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Captain Command Show. We completed five years of this show, which is very impressive. In my own book, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't think it would last this long. I wasn't sure actually. It's been a lot of fun. We've talked a lot uh, about a lot of different things. We've obviously had a lot of fun on the show. You know, when we started the show, I had no expectations. Like yeah, I didn't expect that it would. Anyone would listen. I didn't expect that we'd. Anyone wouldn't listen. I had just had. It's like, oh, we're gonna do a show, and who knows? We'll see how it goes. Right. Throughout the throughout the five years, though, we've talked about a lot of different things. We've obviously had fun. We've 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 had lighthearted discussions. We've had uh, joking. You know, we've been very. We've had a lot of jokes on the show, like talking about jovial things. Uh, we've. We haven't had a whole lot of shows where we talk about uh, very intimate. Like, well, no, I think we have. I mean, we've or maybe not intimate. We, I mean, we've like, talked a lot about like our own struggles with you know uh, vices. You that's know, true. And, and like and struggles in prayer. Kind of forget and, about some of them, I guess. Yeah, but today <laughs> it's one of those like you uh, forget some of the things that you 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 want to forget. So today we're going to be talking about um, you know grief and loss. Um, especially one kind of thing. So we're going to be talking about uh, miscarriages today and just what that's like as a father. Mm-hmm. So just uh, I want to give a maybe a parental notice. Uh, I don't expect anything we talk about today. Nothing was going to be inappropriate, right? But mm-hmm. um, we're going to be talking about you know a- adult conversations today. So maybe you know if you're listening with your son, and I know we have a lot of people who do that. Um, which I applaud you for. I do too. Yeah, I think that's. I think I just think that's really great. Maybe listen to the episode yourself before you decide if it's appropriate for your own young son or daughter. Sure. So, um, and this is a tough topic, right? So it is. Yeah. I actually brought this topic up a long time ago. Right. Um, and I just didn't think I was ready to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're talking about miscarriages and. Um, you you typically talk about them because you're aware of the, you've had a personal experience with them right and so Haley and I uh, Haley had a miscarriage Haley and you I think that's the yeah. right way to say it yeah. yeah uh we had a miscarriage a while back and it was you know it's it's a very private thing it's a very intimate thing it's it's a very personal thing it's 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 hard it's emotional yeah. and I wasn't really honestly sure if I could make it through the the episode emotionally, you know, or, or do it justice. Um, right. And also at the time it was, it wasn't an experience that I had been through, you know, and so it was not something I wanted to talk about either just because I, you know, what am I going to say? You know? Right. Um, so Pamela and I just recently went through a miscarriage ourselves. And so I felt like let's talk about it now. Maybe now is the right time. Right. I mean, I think it is the right time. Um, 
so for us, it was, I think like many people real early on, you know, I mean, and what I've learned and I knew this before, but you know, our recent experience really confirmed this is that it's, I think most of the time significantly different for the husband than it is for the wife. Mm -hmm. Um, Men bond with their children differently on a different timeline than women do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, this is something that is incredibly common. I, I don't actually know the statistics, but I would guess that it's something that almost every married couple experiences, almost every single one. Um, our midwife told us that one out of every four pregnancies ends in miscarriage. Okay, and the real statistics are astronomically higher because that's just those are just the pregnancies you're aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ladies who was just at the conference yesterday, uh, the I was, presenter, I was, uh, the, yeah, I was told she made a comment about this, Doctor Stacy Trusankos. Yeah, that she that she said that there were probably more people, uh, more pregnancies have ended in miscarriage than in live births, um, that the, the total number of people is larger wow. than just because it's so, she was saying that it's so common and most of the time you just are totally unaware of it. Well, especially if you haven't had, you know, if you haven't gone through one before, it's almost like as soon as you, you go through one, people kind of realize and they come to your aid, you know, they, they console you and they, they kind of come out of the woodworks on, on far, as far as like, oh, we've experienced this too. Mm-hmm. And you don't, because you don't like, Go around. Yeah, and sometimes to say we've had like four, right? Um, which is, it's it's one of the experience. I think this is an experience that has a lot of commonality and also is just different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, some some people take it, you know, and kind of in stride. Um, mm-hmm. They you know pick pick up and carry on. You know, not that not that it's not sad. You know, but it just doesn't weigh them down. And then some people are. Uh, really kind of devastated for a long time emotionally Mm -hmm. um and that's i mean a lot of that's going to depend on your temperament um so i just want to talk about my experience i thought um, sure yeah you you could talk about your experience uh just i I don't want to be like clinical and say hey there's a right and a wrong here i just want to share our experiences okay yeah because i actually haven't heard it yeah so yeah well it's like one of those things like when it when you Okay, if a friend you find out, you know they have a miscarriage, would you like ask him the details? You know, right? Like, no, it's no, not no. appropriate, I mean, right? They probably certainly you want to be there if they want to share them, right? It, it that really is complicated, um, because probably by the time you find out, it's not day one, mm-hmm. you know, where the couple has found out. They probably have known for a week or more, you know, uh, and so it's difficult to discern where is this person in their own grieving you know what as a friend what's your response and that really is it really does uh you have to be artful i think the the, the main thing is just to make yourself available yeah exactly whether whether they actually need it or not but just let them know Mm -hmm. that you are available yeah so for us um uh we found out that we were pregnant we were you know very excited and actually um it happened while we were on vacation. I mean, it was there was a lot of when you found out. Uh, well, she started. Uh, Pamela started having some, you know, spotting and mm-hmm. um, 
you know, the signs of that maybe we were having a miscarriage. Um, now that had also kind of happened with our first, uh, child, Mm -hmm. um, and everything was totally fine. Mm -hmm. So we weren't really sure, but you know, that's typically a sign of maybe you're having possibly having a miscarriage. So that's something we were aware of. Um, but we were traveling that, you know, we couldn't, you can't like just go see a doctor when you're in a totally different state, you know? Right. Um, so that was kind of hard because, uh, a lot of the grief, a lot of the trouble with miscarriages are unknown questions that don't have answers. Things like, if we had been home and been able to get to the doctor, would it have made a difference? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. That wasn't the reality. Um, that wasn't our situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we did talk to the you know our care provider, and you know there was just. You don't know, and probably it wouldn't have made a difference. I mean, I don't know, but um, so then when we got back, Pamela went and had a blood test, and we found out, yep, you are. She is not pregnant, um, and so then that was really the moment for us because, you know, we had this history of okay, a little bit of spotting at this point in pregnancy has you know there's a there's a precedent there mm-hmm. where everything was just fine, mm-hmm. um, and so that was really the moment. Um, and so for us, we decided, I, I think it's a good idea to name your child because this is uh, your child, whether, whether they're born, whether they're still alive, you know, it's still your child. And so I think it's a good, healthy thing. I think it's just the right thing to do to give, give that child a name. Um, for us, it was so early on, we didn't know if it was a boy or girl. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the names that we had really, like we liked was Francis because... Uh, Pamela has a brother who died when he was 13. His middle name was Francis. Um, and so I said, you know, like Francis could be a boy or a girl. That's kind of, there are girls and boys, saints, who have taken the name Francis. Um, and so it's like, let's just, just Francis. Um, and so that's what we decided. That felt good. You know, like that right away, I had some peace. Like now I have. I don't have to just say the baby. I can call the baby a name, mm-hmm. you know? Dignity. It's like, now it's like personhood. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not just, oh, a pregnancy. Right. It's a person, right? Right. Um, and then just the very next day, this was a sign to me. It, it might not seem like it was like, oh, that big of a deal. But I had just uh, a grace where it was a, a very clear, like this was a consolation that the Lord wanted to give me. The very next day, um, the saint of the day was St. Jane Frances de Chantal. She was uh, a religious who was a, um, a friend of St. Francis de Sales. So the very next day was a female Francis who was friends with a male Francis. You know, like, here's a perfect example of a boy and girl Francis the very next day. You know, stuff like that happens all the time mm-hmm. when, you know, like in the readings or in the saints of the day. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. th- that's not a coincidence. That's just one of the way the Lord, That's at least he speaks to me that way a lot, you know? Um, so I, that was just a really, it was a consolation. Um, and for me, like within a couple days, I had gotten to the point where um, I was actually really proud of my child, of Francis. You know, not like, oh, they did something great, but I'm just proud of little Francis. You know, um, I'm, I'm his or her father. 
and I'm really proud of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a moment where Pamela and I were laying in bed, and it's like, you know, we might be sad, but Francis isn't. Mm-hmm. Francis is not sad. So anyway, when we get back. That's like my that's my story. I want, I'd like to hear yours, whatever you sure. want to share. Sure, yeah, yeah, this sounds good. We'll be right back. Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great the best hotels, you're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So, for more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to The Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan, Juan Posada. We're, we're without Jim Spencer tonight. A little nervous. Anyone can just break in. He's on vacay. He didn't even take, he didn't even put in his, like, vacation request. Notice or notice or anything. For us. He, he just, just, he just kind of, like, told us I'm leaving. And it was like, wow. All right, well. I don't know. We'll, have a good time we can't Florida. Do any, I guess we can't do anything about All that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're talking about uh, miscarriage today, loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a miss, I don't know, like. To me, this is different from the loss of a, you know, like I, I mentioned, my my wife, her brother died when he was 13. Um, you know, both of those involve the loss of a child, but obviously that's a different, that's a different situation. Um, just from a personal level, obviously both you're losing a child, but it's just, it's just different when you lose a 13-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you have a miscarriage. Those are just different things. And I think it's okay to say that, I'm just talking about different things, but... Mm-hmm. Um, what was, you know, whatever you would like to share. Yeah, so Haley and I, uh, we, we experienced a miscarriage, and it was, it was difficult uh, because, I've said this on the show before, that our family patron saint is St. Gerard. The reason why our family patron saint is St. Gerard is because when Haley and I got uh, married, we went to a doctor, and they said, you, would be, you, you, you will not probably be able to have children. Right. I hate it when doctors say that. Uh, and they say, like, they said, like, when you've tried, you know, it's not working, come back and we'll try to help you. Mm-hmm. And they were insinuating things that were contrary to the faith. And so we right. weren't going to do IVF any of that. And, yeah, yeah, IVF. And, and so we were like, no, uh, that not, that day I decided, like, our family patron saint is going to be St. Gerard. And we had, you know. Take that, doctor. Uh, we had the full expectation, really. At least I did mentally. Uh, you that, know, they were, that the doctor was going to be right. That the doctor was going to be right, yeah. and that I, you know, maybe we were called to just uh, have a bunch of uh, adopt a bunch of kids. And sure. I would, be, I, I mean, I, I was already mentally already there, right? I was sure. like, okay, but I decided to make our family patron Saint Saint Gerard, and patron then, Saint of pregnant mothers. Yeah, and, expectant yeah. mothers. Yeah. And then six months after we got married, uh, we were we were pregnant, mm-hmm. right? And 
Um, and then we get which is the average. On average, it takes a couple six months. Who's trying? Yeah. So a couple who's trying, it takes generally about six months. Uh, and then we we had we had another another child afterwards. We had Luke. And then we had Jude. Pretty um, easily, right? Pretty I mean, easily, yeah. Um, and we were obviously God is the author of life, right? So we weren't. It's not like God owes us children, right? Uh, he doesn't owe us anything. Uh, he was he's giving us a gift of children, especially against all odds, quote unquote. Right. Uh, and so we were extremely grateful for both Luke and 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 Jude. And we just didn't know when we were... Anytime we got pregnant, we were just so excited because right. we were, quote-unquote, defeating all odds, you know, going against all odds, and, and this was happening. Um, and so when when we we got pregnant for the third time, and we... Uh, what happens... When, when, for, for those who don't know, so what happens whenever a girl is pregnant, like her numbers continue doubling and tripling, and like the num the, the numbers right certain hormone levels like yeah. yeah and that's how they track it right like things are going well like right. oh, oh you just doubled your numbers doubled yeah like every today, every couple I don't know days if it's like every month or what, what there's like a it should yeah it, it, the numbers keep doubling and tripling right. right and so all of a sudden ours didn't uh, and I think we were eight or nine weeks in and so like we were actually pretty confident like hey things are going pretty well we were moving mm. forward and our numbers looked good and then all of a sudden they they didn't look good uh and then we went into uh, and realized that we were, we were in, having a miscarriage and i remember man as a dad it is just and as a husband it is most helpless feeling right, right? because yeah. you actually and you kind of mentioned this in the last part you haven't had like this intimacy that the, that the mom had that, that your wife has right because there's a baby growing inside of her and she has this intimacy with this baby. Right. She's like like one with it. Right. From like the moment she finds out she's pregnant, women begin to bond emotionally. And like there's a fi- literally a physical union. You know, right. I mean, it's like a real. It's a reality. It's a real deal. Yeah. Right. And so I, you know, I'm completely helpless in this situation. And, and man, it was it was very hard. It's one of the only times Haley and I have actually like embraced each other and cr- like cried. Right. You know, like, because yeah. we just, I just didn't know what to do. And when you love somebody so much and you see them in pain uh, and, and suffering, uh, you don't know what else to do but try to take on this pain and suffering with them. Right. And so you just try to hold them and just, and tell them you love them and, you know, obviously. Mm. And just be strong. And, and just and, try, you know, just yeah. try to be there for them. Yeah. Uh, we, we too named our baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, immediately when that happened, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Mother Angelica had just passed away, mm-hmm. and so I said, "Okay, Mother Angelica, this is your, you're looking for a miracle. Here's your time to shine." Uh, and so we named her An- uh, Angelica Marie, mm-hmm. uh, thinking like, you know, it, if if the Lord sees it fit that, because w- the numbers had so showed. So did you have like an intuition that it was a girl? Like I'm always we curious. Just ha- yeah, I we did. Yeah. Uh, I just I we had already had two, and I think it's only we had two boys. So I just thought like. This one yeah. could, could, could be the girl, uh, and I just had that intuition. And also, Mother Angelica just passed away. She'd been very influenced, on, but on both of our lives, mm-hmm. right? And so I thought, like, hey, she's she's a super holy woman. If if you're looking for a fast track to get canonized, uh, Mother Angelica, there you go. Uh, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving. You, I'll tell you what. Even as a man, like, if that was me, if I was you know miscarried or whatever you want to say, as a man in heaven, if I was named Marie, I'd be totally pumped about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, me you know too. I mean? yeah. Right. Mary! Uh, woo! <laughs> right. Um, 
and so I it, it was it's hard because it's not like you're at least my mind sometimes went to oh well we'll try to have another baby but you know the wife is saying like I don't necessarily want another baby I want this baby well right I you know I was going to bring that up because we recently had a conversation with a, a friend of ours talking about some of their miscarriages that they've had um, here you know like in their life which they've had several. And he was saying that to his wife. That very thing is, we can have another baby. And she's crying, saying, I don't want another baby. I want this baby. Right. You know, and he was kind of explaining, like, the difference of his experience with miscarriage versus his wife's experience with miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really hard. Um, it, it, it was a, a moment that was very trying. Not trying. I wouldn't say trying because it wasn't like we were in... A denial, you know, or, or like right. angry at God or anything like that. But it was an emotional time. Um, and one of the things that have you know that happens is you know obviously you you try to be there for for the you try to be there for your wife. You know you want to do whatever you can to right. help your wife. You're not really sure what that is. Uh, and then they're obviously going through a lot of things uh, yeah. biologically. You know, just like they're. They're all over, you know. They're they're yeah, kind of. I mean, there's um, there's a cascade of hormones that they go through as well. Right, I and mean, so you just want to try to be there for them, and it, so it's just tough. It, it it is a very. It's one of those moments where you you you're able to remember what, or kind of realize what Mary was going through at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Um, so I'll just tell you, like, in the wake of learning that you know we were having a miscarriage. I was there in prayer, and I just want to share some of the feelings that I had um, that were that were silly. Um, but you know, I was thoughts were occurring to me in prayer, like, "Oh, this is happening because of my sins as a father." You know, if it hadn't been for my failings, like this is a punishment mm. because of the sins of my own fatherhood. That's a silly thought. Okay. Um, uh, also, it was you know like, oh. When we found out we were pregnant, it's like, oh, I prayed. It's like a prayer. Like, Lord, I would really like my son to have a brother. Um, we've got three girls. If you give me a girl, I, I adore my little girls. And they're, right? Because they're precious. They they're, are. They are. I mean, like, beautiful girls. All, all little girls are cute, but like, you should see mine. Yeah. You know, they're, you know what I mean? They're really, really so, pretty. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, give me a, I would really like to have a brother for my son. And there's another thing that occurred to me is like, oh, because I selfishly prayed to have another boy, this this child was a girl, and so like that's why, mm. you know, it's like, oh, there were foolish thoughts that occurred. That like that's, I think, a normal thing when you know you're going through grief like this. Um, irrational things will occur to a, a person, mm-hmm. um, and I just want to share those th- that I had because um, those kinds of thoughts are to be firmly rejected. And by God's grace, I did immediately reject those thoughts. Um, I knew that's not it. That's not why this is happening. This is just part of the fall. This is a thing that is common to most couples, and it's tragic. It's happening to us. Um, it's you know that it's just what it is. Um, we have a son. We have a son or daughter in heaven now. Praise be God. You know, one is there. Um, so if that's like, you know, people have, uh, people are good and bad at different things. You know, some people are good at baseball. Some people aren't, some people are good at handling grief. Some people aren't, mm-hmm. um, 
if you are someone who struggles with grief and this is happening, you need to just like reach out. You got like hopefully you have friends, um, a parish. This is this is like where community uh, really kicks in. This is this is why com- this is why you have community right. for these moments. So um, don't. It's not something to be ashamed of mm-hmm. uh, at all. It's it's a, almost a universal experience. Yeah, and I I would encourage you to you know to pray for. For, for the baby, you know, obviously the, the, the church has not made a, a, an official stance on one way or another with with, with miscarriages. Um, well, yeah, the church does have a, I think, a fairly official stance, don't they? I well, mean, they say that the child is trusted, we trust that child to the mercy of God. Correct. And, you know, you can go into the whole, you know, baptism by desire, if I had the opportunity. That is the question I was going to ask you. Oh, okay. After, so I have a... What, what do I call it? Uh, speculative, speculative theo- theological question for Adam. Okay, which we're gonna get to. Can, before we get to that question, though, on the other side, I know we're, we're ending the podcast, but I'd yeah. like to uh, give a couple things that I think would be a good idea for those who are who have already experienced a miscarriage as a community. What you can do for them. Perfect. Okay, we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass and cheers to Jesus. So I think that there's a couple things because as a community, so I did want to get to that. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, um, just recently we had people kind of like offering a variety of condolences. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like some of them was like, look, you really don't need to do that. You know, right, like right, sure. it was very generous and kind, you know, um, but that's why I was like, you know, now it kind of. <laughs> there's like kind of no win here for this other person because they don't know what we're going through, you know, but it's like, now it's like, well, do we, I, do we have to accept like this thing? And now it's like kind of a burden for us to accept the generosity. Sometimes that, you just need to And, and so it. like, sometimes you do. And like, um, sometimes you, sometimes it's also like, okay to say like, thank you so much. We, we really don't need that, you know, and, um, it's mm-hmm. very kind of you, but mm-hmm. Um, so here's a couple things so that anyway, I anyway so I, I wanted to I'm glad you brought this up because like, because I think this is an important part how of do the you community. respond how right. do you respond how do you, as a community right and a lot of times we try to like figure out the exact wording or you know we we're like wordsmithing this poem or something like you know prayer right. of something to try to make them feel better you're not going to right you're not going to make them feel better with what you say it's not about what you're saying um, it's it's going to be about like uh, just like I said, to be available, to make yourself available. And so there's a couple of things that I think that you can do. Uh, one being, uh, if you're in part of community, to start a meal train. That one's a nice, that's a nice gesture. Sure. Um, some, like you were saying, some maybe it's not a good, I would do it with their permission, uh, you know, because maybe they don't want one. Right. Um, or maybe they're not open to letting everybody know about it yet. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's a sensitive thing personal things so you need to make sure you have their permission meal train is a great thing to so that way they don't have to worry about dinners yeah but another one that i really appreciated that was probably the biggest one is a, a family offered or paid to have a, a, no, a mass novena a novena of masses a novena of masses yeah that's uh, for, I think, for us i think really that is the more appropriate thing to do um the meal the meals is uh generous and 
Like that's that is that is nice, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't need to go on forever. You know, right. it's not like when you have a baby and mom is constantly having to tend to nurse the baby. You know, where she, where like oh, you're kind of down one parent mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. getting to make dinner all of a sudden is hard mm-hmm. for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, the log- it's not a logistical problem in that way within the family. It's just an emotional, uh, and so. The meals uh, are less important, you know. In the wake the, of in the sure. wake of this, um, the, still they are helpful. You know that is it's it's nice just right. to be like to be able to relax, and not have to stress not have about to worry about it. What are you going to have for dinner? You know, right. um, yeah. But I I personally, and this is just my own experience. Um, I think that the the like the spiritual bouquet or whatever you want to call it I, that I think is. Um, very touching mm-hmm. and maybe even more helpful. I uh, think. I think. I mean. I think I'd is. rather have grace than food. Um, in. I mean. I've all. I would always choose grace over food. I what think. if it was bacon? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Go ahead. That's where the Catholic both and comes in. Like really. <laughs> like for the win. <laughs> um, sure. But. Uh, no, I think that that's good. Another thing that I think that I was is say, yeah, keep I'll think of what uh, yeah, I was going to say. Then, uh, another thing that I think that is very, and this kind of goes with, along with the same thing, but maybe you can't afford to have a whole uh, a nine nine days of a mass said for them, and so just sending a card, letting them know that. Well, you could pray a novena for them, right? Th- well, that's what I was about to say. Let them letting them know that your family, in family prayer, has prayed for them by name uh, for the next nine days. Mm-hmm. Is is super touching. So I we have these Our Lady of Sorrows. Our Lady of Sorrows. We have somebody, and I know I think they do it for you as well. Who? Uh, yeah, they send this mystery card. These with mi- like Jesus. It's like a picture, a drawing of Jesus. Like, hey, we're, we'll be praying for you on this day. Right. I want to find out who this person is. Like, I mean, this is evangelization one hundred and one. Right. It's me like cards it, for a long time. Like, if you I was think- convinced it was Juan, and then I found out it wasn't. Right, I mean, because he, because then I saw the, I saw the same card on his fridge, and it was like he wouldn't send it to himself. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right, um, maybe he is just to really if, get one, us off the case. If that's what you did, props. Yeah, deception went away. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that the idea of knowing that you have other people praying for you. Uh, while you're going through this, even if you're the dad and not knowing how to handle it, but knowing that. You can take con- like you can take consolation in that people are praying for your wife is a huge sure. deal to me. Yeah, uh, and so I think that that's another. So those those are the three things that I think are that I came that happened to us that we appreciated. Uh, a couple yeah. people sent us meals. Uh, the the novena of masses that is really being nice. said that is said nice. for you and you know the presentation of the card and everything else with the novena of masses is just touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it means that you went out of your way to make this happen. You know, it's just yeah. like, and, and then uh, we rec- we did receive a couple cards as well, saying like, "Hey, by the way, yeah. uh, our family is praying for you by name together as a family for the next nine days." Okay, okay. and so that is something. This is, I think, where it becomes universally applicable because that's something that you can do no matter your relationship with this person. Okay, this is really it. Really, is a situation where you're. Uh, like the level of your friendship is going to dictate the appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like if you, if this happens to your best friend, 
okay, like maybe you could even get them flowers, mm-hmm. you know, take, but if it's like someone that you don't really know very well and you get them fl- and you like bring flowers over to their house, that's really nice, but it's going to be like, I don't know. I just think it's a little weird. It's not ordered because that response isn't equivalent to the level of your friendship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think it can come across as a little bit fake because it's like, wow, uh, we're not really that good of friends. I mean, thank you for the flowers, but you know, I don't know. I, it just doesn't, it does, it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, but sending a card saying, Hey, we'll be praying for you by, you know, like by name, we're going to say we're, my family's saying a novena for your family. I mean, that's just what Catholics do. And, you know if what I mean? If, if I may add, even if you have a Protestant friend, you can have a mass said for their unborn child. You know, I I did this recently with a a friend from work that had a atopic pregnancy, and mm. she didn't, she wasn't, but she was extremely extremely thankful. And think about, you know, that might be the only mass that maybe ever offered for that person. Yeah, that's a good point. So I- even if it, they're Protestants, you still think about offering a mass. Uh, and that's what I ask. I ask, uh, do you have a name in mind? You know, if not, I'll just baby nail uh, or or baby whatever last name they are and then offer offer the mass. Yeah. Um, I remembered the thing that I was going to say. I've remembered it like three times now. And now you forgot again. And now I forgot... Again, this is the Holy Spirit just telling you, like, move it's on, like Dave. Or is it my own sinfulness that makes me keep forgetting? And the Holy Spirit is the one who keeps reminding me, like, remember, it was this you were gonna say it, remember. Um, so maybe, maybe I will remember again, maybe I'll remember a fourth time. Probably so, not three's three's the number. I know, I think you might be right, but uh, I wanted to ask you what your opinion was because this is something that had occurred to me. I had never thought about this before. I haven't looked up whether, but the way you said it earlier makes me think maybe this is like a thing that people talk about, the whole idea of baptism of desire. Because uh, just, you know, like my, my current understanding, which I haven't looked this up to see if my current understanding is right or wrong, okay? So like this is a Very. disclaimer. But that, you know, the idea of limbo, like mm-hmm. limbo is a teaching of the church. Um, it, it, Boy, was, this is- it was... Uh, more popularly proclaimed in the past than it is today. And that limbo is this idea of it's a a place of natural happiness. So it's not heaven. It's not the beatific vision. uh, Because these children who die without baptism, they're not baptized, you know. Um, And so that they would go to this other place that the Lord has prepared for them, which where they don't, they don't, participate in the beatific vision but it's a place of natural happiness where like they are Mm -hmm. it's like a very good place um that's what the teaching as i understand it of limbo is um and that the church the church has taught and then she kind of not that she said limbo didn't exist but that she just kind of like stopped saying anything about it right um so it's still an idea that the church has put out in the past um, certain, at least certain members of the church, you know. But what about the concept of baptism of desire? This is what I want your opinion on. Um, 
if I am intending to baptize myself and not I die, yourself. well, if I'm in, not, I wouldn't baptize myself, but if I'm intending to get baptized, you know, yes. like I'm in RCIA, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all in, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. But you die, you know, you have, you can receive the baptism of desire, even though you weren't baptized, it was your intention to get baptized. And so um, the Lord receives you as if you are. Um, that is an official teaching of the church. Uh, what about, you know, like as parents, we're the ones who decide baptizing our children. So in this situation, what's your opinion? This is just the opinion of Adam Timothy Minahan. Timothy, Timothy Adam, Adam Minahan, mm-hmm. forgive me. Mm-hmm. We should just switch it. Like you should just go down to the courthouse and, and legal just and just swap it. let's just flip it. Yeah. But um, what's your opinion? Yeah, so I I thought about this some, not not to the extent of probably wanting to talk about it on the show. <laughs> um, so obviously, uh, God wills desires all men to be saved. Yeah, um, we're not Calvinists or anything where we you know think that God uh, creates men to be damned for all of eternity. Right, He wills all to be saved. Um, it's only we who it's can only, damn ourselves. Yes, and it's only through no fault of their own. Um, you know, so there there are people like what about the Aborigines people who have never heard of Jesus before in their whole life? That's a different situation, though. Totally different situation, but it's not like that. They could be, still be saved. They could still be saved, and it would only be through through the church, through the church, through through our Lord Jesus Christ. By Jesus Christ, yeah. Um, and so, uh, however. The difference, I think, also, so... My question is, does the baptism desire... I mean, because it's like, uh, when we found out that night, I even prayed, Lord, it is, it, it, would, it is my sincere intention and desire to have my child to baptized. To have the baby baptized, yeah. You know, um, I can't do that. Either way, I'm just... You know, the Lord is so merciful, and like... Right. This, is, this could be one of those things... I, I just know it. When we go to heaven... We're just gonna be blown away by God's mercy, absolutely blown away. Absolutely, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, mean, we will. His mercy on myself, I hope, will blow me away. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But by God's grace, I, I make it there, and that will be a testament of His mercy. This without could, a doubt. It, it, I could also like envision this. I don't know that it will be. It's just like you know, it wouldn't be inconsistent with the love of God for at the at the end times, the like the general judgment. When all people will be judged after your particular judgment, right? So there's your particular judgment and then the general that the Lord simply wills by his mercy to bring the, if limbo is like exactly how it's, you know, thought to be, he brings them in, you know, he gives them all whatever grace. He's God. He can do what he wants. You know what I mean? Like I could see that happening. I don't know that it will. I don't know that it won't. But God is like way, he is way better than our opinion of him. I don't, yeah, I don't think that that would be the case, but that's just uh, a thought. How come? Because it's like uh, you only, so when we're in heaven, you know, St. Teresa has has the analogy or, or description of like, you have either a thimble full of grace or you have a trash can full of grace or you have like whatever mm-hmm. amount, but it's all full, right? So uh, that's why there's different la- uh, 
different levels of different heaven, rewards in heaven, different rewards in heaven. Right. So like you're full of, gra- you know, you, you're full of grace. The amount of, of which we will be in heaven, which we will be in heaven. Whatever amount that you've you've acquired throughout your life, because grace builds on nature. So however you've lived your life, yeah. However virtuous. You've lived your life and, and atoned for the sins you've committed, and all these other things uh, will will give you the opportunity to have more. Not and more that grace. you're earning salvation. Not but, that you're earning but salvation. Certain, but holy actions merit cool. a holy reward. And, and the cooperation of God's grace is, is required. Right. Um, and so, uh, each person right has a different amount of grace that they have. Uh, you know, they accumulated, accumulated Tre- treasure, treasure in heaven. Treasure yeah. in heaven. Uh, they have not had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I don't see uh, God raising them to a level, just like I don't see God raising, like if I have a like a, a, a drop uh, to raising me to a 20 drop level. This is, I mean, hopefully you can understand this. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Just refer to units. We'll call them heaven units. units. Heaven units. Sure. Um so I don't see him doing that out of his mercy, you know, out of his mercy or or, or grace, um, because there's also justice involved as well. Um, even though it's no, through no fault of their own, I don't see. To me, it doesn't it doesn't something doesn't sit well with me on the justice side of that. Let me tell you a story. There was a man who owned a vineyard, and he went out one morning <laughs> to hire workers for his vineyard, and he. He found yeah. some, and he agreed to pay them the daily wage. At noon, he went out again. Mm-hmm. He found more. Mm-hmm. Finally, at 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. he went out and found more workers standing there. And he said, what, what mm-hmm. are you doing? He's like, well, no one hired us. He's like, go, work in my, work, work in my vineyard. At the end of the day, he paid them all the same. Mm-hmm. Some didn't accept that wage. Some were, some were a little pissed about it. And some of them maybe didn't accept the wage. Maybe not. I mean, I guess that's... Possible that they didn't. I mean, that's how people go to hell. They, they grumbled about it, right? But, uh, but also, um, it, your analogy I think is a fair one. That you know there is justice to be observed, but it, it doesn't mean that they would receive the same heaven units as somebody else. Who, I love that we're calling heaven. We're units. calling them heaven units. You know. Yeah. Uh, this is very I mean, speculative. This is not. Are, oh, we're like we're deep. <laughs> we're deep in speculation. Speculation right now. But you know, God could he could easily arrange that so that. I, and I, the idea that the peop, souls in limbo would, that is something that is like just occurred to me right now. I'm not even promoting that. I'm just saying like, you know, what if that? That doesn't seem to like contradict anything about the awesomeness of God. I, I'm not saying that I believe that. Sure. I, it was just uh, throwing it out there. It's like, hey, hypothetical. Um, my own opinion is that uh, the baptism of desire is, is possible. I I, oh, I agree. I, agree. I, 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 I think, think it's that very that possible is, that it, that that could be possible for the children of parents who are devoted to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I have no idea, uh, but I would say that yes, it's possible. I I I'm not, I wouldn't say that yes, it does happen, but I wouldn't say it definitely doesn't. I agree with you. Uh, I mean, stance. obviously, there's no way there's no way for us to know, but. All right. Um, it, it just you know the, like I take comfort really, really in nice. in thinking that Angelica Marie prays for our family. Yeah, I know. Um, to to you know to help us through this world. 
Yeah. So at the end of the night, uh, we ask um, several people to pray for us. Uh, we we found out that uh, my in laws they had a mis you know a miscarriage. Uh, so we ask Pamela's brother Alan, who died when he was thirteen. We ask him to pray for us every night. Um, her sibling that they named Jamie. Who's sibling? Pamela's Pamela's sibling. You know, it was you know the miscarriage that her okay. parents had. Okay, I'm sorry, I was yeah yeah I wasn't that, tracking. That wasn't, yeah, that was not exactly clear. But we ask Jamie to pray for us, mm-hmm. um, and now we ask Francis to pray for us. Mm-hmm. So, and and my brother Gabriel. So also my parents. I was going to ask that, but I yeah. didn't think that. I was like there was an yeah anyway. Um, so I I also have a brother who was stillborn. Um, he was my parents. My, my mom carried him to term. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we ask Gabriel to pray for us as well every night. So it's, you know what? It really is comforting. I remember what I was going to say. This is it. Holy this, Spirit, come if you don't, it, right. take it away from him. If you know, as, as we were going through this, I remember like, maybe like this is one of the first times I've ever said, I don't know how I would handle this without, without faith. Mm-hmm. With, without, um, my love of Christ, without like the faith that I have, the, mm-hmm. the meager faith that I do possess, I don't know what I would do with right now. I mean, the the difference in my attitude, the way I was able to like handle the whole situation mm-hmm. was 100% different because I'm a man of faith. You know, at the end of the day, I, I don't believe that this is all for naught. That right. I, I believe that... Um, Yes, it's it's sad, but my child is in is in good hands, right? You know mm-hmm. that there's actually not a reason to be sad, right? That I'm actually happy for little Francis, mm-hmm. and so like, just what it was. It well, really, and that's why you. It, it was. It, was a, it turned it this tragedy into something very beautiful, and that's that was the moment that I realized I'm proud of my I'm proud of my child. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you also see how this world is falling into despair and uh, depression and suicide and all these other things. If you don't have, if you don't realize that this, it's not this world that we're living for, but but the next. Right. This um, is not our home. This is yeah. Um, when tragedy strikes, mm-hmm. which it will in some way, shape, or form in this in, the, in this world, you know, in this life, if you don't have Christ as your foundation. Uh, it will rock you to the point of making irrational or uh, decisions or, or, or making uh, having this sense of hopelessness about yourself. Right. So right. Exactly. And it's just like, uh, it was just on one of those moments where I realized it's a tragedy that made me appreciate the beauty of the faith, the beauty of life. Uh, all of a sudden, in that moment, I had... Uh, a more beautiful outlook on life because of a tragedy that I had just gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, and praise be God for that. Well, this is the whole Job thing, right? Like, God doesn't owe you anything. You know... No, he doesn't, uh, but he gives you everything. But he gives you everything. Yeah. A- and when things are taken away, blessed be blessed be the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have... Like, they weren't mine to begin with. Right. Um, that's that's what... I try to, try to remember that, that my children, they're not really my children. They're the Lord's children, um, just, and I am really like their steward. 
It's it's my job to, I mean, like they're my they're my kids. I know that, but like, <laughs> but they're the Lord's children first. Right. right. Um, I just cooperated while He created life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am I am their father, like symbolically, in the like relative to the way God is their father. You know, He fathered them. And I cooperated while he did that. Um, and so it's like, these are the Lord's children. I'm going to hopefully give them back to him someday. It's, that's really what, that's my job, is to bring them mm-hmm. bring to them back to him. And that's why it's, it's a beautiful thing to think about. Like, the more children you, you, you can have, the more they can, you, you know, they, they, we can all rejoice in heaven together. Right. I know. I was So we told our kids... You know, like, cause, oh, that's something I was going to ask you about. Is talking. Yeah, to you. we did like, tell how, we did tell the kids. So, because yeah. um, we you know we told them the thing is we've had four kids. The pregnancies all have all gone very well, so well. Mm-hmm. So, like at this point, we were having more and more confidence about like you know what we can just we don't let's not wait. Let's just tell people you know um, sooner and sooner, uh, sooner than we have in the past. Mm-hmm. So the kids knew about it. Um, and so I told them one morning, like, well, kids, we've got some sad news. Um, the baby in mom's tummy died. Uh, you know, so mom's not pregnant anymore. So our little, we don't know if it was a boy or girl, but um, you have a brother or sister in heaven. Mm-hmm. And they took it, you know, children, they take things so matter of fact. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, okay, that's just the way it is. Um, but th- they took it. They took it very well, and I was just so proud of them, uh, especially my daughter Elizabeth. She has a very um, holiness she's like, to her. She is like, <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> she's very spiritually aware. Uh, she's got she's got plenty to work on. She's only six, but uh, she just like was sad, but at the same time, immediately said, "Well, you know." Um, now we have a brother or sister who can pray for us. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just, it was a good moment. It, it was, it was a, like a really beautiful family moment mm-hmm. that we had together. That reminds me of when Kalen was really young, like two, three years old. My, it had to be at least three because my mom had all three of us. And, you know, it was bam, 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 right? Uh-huh. Uh, it, we were all very close in age. And Kalen runs out into the middle of the, sh- the the parking lot. Car is coming. She runs out, and the car stops, like, right before hitting Kalen. Okay? Oh, my gosh. And my mom, obviously, freaks out, grabs grabs Kalen and says, Kalen, you cannot do that. You cannot run away from Mommy uh, in the parking lot. That car could have hit you, and you could have died. And Kalen's response was, was like, why are you worried, Mom? Then I would just get to go to heaven. Uh-huh. And my mom was like, I will, I will. <laughs> she's like, I will send you to heaven. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> when we get home, remind me to kill you. Yeah. She was so upset. Like, and, but it was, that's just such an innocent. Right. Uh, sort response. of like St. Therese telling her mom, like, I hope you die. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hope you die. Why would you say that to me? Well, then you get to go to heaven. Okay, yeah, like that. That's fact. I mean, like, yeah. yes, I understand your hope for me to go to heaven is beautiful, but like, don't, don't say <laughs> that. To, like, <laughs> as a general rule, right. that's not something you should say to somebody. <laughs> right. 
But I, I did want to say something about that because I remember it was only about two years ago, so I was getting 30, that uh, we're talking about miscarriages, and my mom was like, yeah, you know what? I, I had one before before you or between me and my sister. I forget what you said, but I've lived my whole life without knowing that. So it's like, don't don't hold this back from your children because they need to know mm. that they have an intercessor, they have a, a ringer amidst amongst them, you know, so don't hold it back from them, you share it and make it a part of your family life so that they know mm-hmm. they are in tune with the reality. It's like Yeah. Yep. I mean it is there is a there are a lot of good lessons to learn here about death. Um I don't I do not hide death from my kids. I know a lot of parents are uh, it's ironic like they don't protect their kids from all these other things that I absolutely protect my kids from but then when it comes to like the idea concept of death uh, they pull back really quick yeah yeah, they like totally shelter their kids and like oh don't tell the kids that that they died Mm -hmm. well that they and in fact they won't even say the word died or dead They, 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 they like moved on mm-hmm. passed away you know it's like they're afraid of the word um i don't do that with my kids it's like the when we like when we see animals that are dead it's like well it's dead it's a dead animal you know when people die well that person died i mean that's just a, a it's a part of life you know yeah. like and so it really was um a good moment a good family moment that we had I was, I don't, man, I must not have gotten enough sleep last night because I was going to say something else about why I said when the kids and you're like, oh, I was going to ask you about that. That's what you said. I don't remember where I was going at that time. Anyway, I think, I think, I think we've, I think we've, we've, I think we've, we've sufficiently discussed anything else that you want to, you want to say? Angelica Murray, pray for us. Francis Niles, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.